Dude, my arm is still sore. Is it? Yeah. Feels like feels like I just got dead armed by some fourth grader. <laughs> because for whatever reason, when you're in fourth grade, you're at the peak physical strength to give noogies and dead arms. Right. And Charlie horses. Right. Indian burns. And Native American burns. Sorry. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Jesus. Yeah. Christ. Like nah, man. This uh, for that. yeah, you might get canceled. This uh, this shot that you gave me, it was fucking felt good and bad at the same time. I got, I got it. Like, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but I gotta just compliment you one time on your shot giving skills. Thanks. Didn't feel a thing. I get that a lot. Not, uh, yeah, yeah, I get that a lot. Uh, uh, okay. Coming to you live from Ed's living room. You're listening to State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. Yeah, man, you uh, you hooked me up. Man, I try, I'm trying to help my people, man. Trying to save the people out there. You 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 did your part. You're just out here saving lives, man. Yeah, yeah. I went and got into vaccination. Uh, I took Ashley and myself to go get vaccinated because you had some left over, and this is proper protocol. Yeah, but ba- yeah, basically, is when we have. I think we're still in that one A one B group, like. Healthcare workers over 65 mm-hmm. to get their shots. So, the, the way it works is that every vial that we puncture, like it, it's like it has 10 doses in each vial mm-hmm. and it, it's good for six hours. That's it. Yeah. That's six it. hours, shelf life. That's it. It's done after six. Right. So, when we, when we have 10 doses and someone cancels, mm-hmm. then we have a dose we have to give to someone. So, so what we do in terms, so we don't lose anything is that we just, Try to get whoever is available mm-hmm. on a waiting list mm-hmm. so that we can give them a shot. And, and the thing about the waiting list is that it doesn't matter where you fall in like terms of like your 1A, 1B group. It's like whoever is available to get it above the age of 18, we'll give it to you. And that's for right now because I think I heard at the start of the next month, every adult that will be eligible probably to get the, the shot if they want it. Yeah. So we'll see. But we'll see. Know, we, we just get it. We get the news as it comes. Yeah. So, but that was cool, man. Thanks for doing that. Um, hey everybody. Welcome to the show. Go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at State Your Take. Check out our playlist on Spotify, the State Your Take list with Ed and Aaron, and peruse our wares at our store, our merch store. And you can check the link in the bio for links to all of that stuff. Uh, how was your week? It's busy, man. Yeah, it's busy. I was I was in the community. He was out there. I was out here trying saving lives, saving and stuff. lives, doing your part, one needle at a time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like I'm just also adjusting to living out here, man. Yeah. I thought I knew Houston traffic. No. But now that I'm like by six ten, I just realized that six ten traffic is a whole other animal. Six ten traffic for anyone who does not know is. Satan's asshole in terms of traffic in a major metropolitan city. People drive like Mad Max without the desert. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. Like one morning, I I woke up one morning and I had to um, call Xfinity because my cable was out. So I was on, like I was on the phone with them for like an hour. Did you get that figured out? Yeah, okay. I got it fixed. Yeah. But I was on the phone with them for like an hour. Yeah, 
um, the start of our morning. And I'm thinking, like, this is going to be a shit day. And I'm driving it. As I'm thinking it's going to be a shit day, um, there's an Escalade next to me that barrels into the back of another car. <laughs> and I'm like, well, there's, there's perspective. Because yep. like, it could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. Yeah. I honestly don't know what you were thinking moving to the side of town. I was thinking, like I said, I didn't know about the traffic. I didn't know that people here drove like madmen. Like, I didn't know that it was just fucking bedlam on the roads yeah. out here. Yeah. Like, it's just... No, it's terrible, man. People make their own turn lanes. I'm just like, that's not... Oh, so you're, tur- you're turning. Okay. Like, it just... And it's infinitely under construction. Infinitely, yeah. There's never going to be a time where this place, this this loop of 610, this what they call the loop, will not be under construction. Well, that's that's all of Houston. Like, if... Uh, it's all of Houston, but, like, there's not a worse Yeah, no, 610 place. is like, yeah, because 610 is... That's a high traffic area, Houston. Uh-huh. And as people keep coming in here, they always need more lanes. So yeah, it will always be. And they never want to address the actual problem, which isn't the traffic on the roads, but it's the mass transit system that they, or the lack of mass transit system. Yeah, they probably could use more buses and probably can make it, I don't know, less scary. Remember that light rail? Remember that whole concept from the when they tried to drop that in the Super Bowl? That was, was here? no, I remember. Like I remember when they introduced light rail, and I remember thinking how dumb it was because in another city. A regular city, mm-hmm. a light rail makes sense because it's not as spaced out right. as Houston. So I was like, a light rail is like, yeah, I just need more buses. Like it doesn't make sense for you to like lay that much rail. Yeah, like you'll be doing, like you'll be doing that just as much as you'll be making lanes and traffic because it's like there's not enough rail to lay all over Houston. No, to make it all connect. Like yeah. that'll probably happen. Like maybe when I'm, I don't know, seventy, they're like, oh, we got the light rail complete. The light rail is literally useless except for when the, there's a rodeo in town. Exactly. And you park downtown and you take the light rail over to Reliant. The light rail is right. the monorail for the Springfield. It's, like, it's the same monorail, shit. Dude. Like I just like I don't know why we need a light. Like I don't get light rail doesn't make sense for this city. Light it, rail doesn't even come close to where I live. Yeah, it doesn't make Not sense for the city. Not even close to it, where it, I live. It, like it never. I was like, why don't they just add more buses? More buses, maybe like some. I don't know, fucking. I don't know. Have Metro maybe serve Katy or something like that? Cause yeah. Because like, there's so much Houston that you can't put the rail in all of Houston. It's, it's too just, much Houston, man. It's too much Houston. So much fucking Houston. Uh, we have a voicemail message. Oh, we do? Yeah, we do. Uh, it's from Zip. I haven't heard it. I don't know what it says. But we're going to listen to it right now, and I guess we're going to have a live reaction. Cool. All right. Hey, Ed. Hey, Aaron. This is Zip. I had a question about the NBA for you guys, uh, just something for, for fun. Uh, Blake Griffin signed with the Nets this week, and that got me thinking... What, in your guys' opinion, is the best NBA team ever assembled if every player on it was in their prime at the time that they were there? So, like, Blake Griffin now isn't what he was in 2012, but, like, you know, so just think, like, that uh, the Rockets team in the 90s that had uh, Charles Lee and Scottie Pippen on it. Like, if that had been in their prime, what could they have done? So just in your opinion, purely a stupid what if, what is the greatest assimilation of talent if they were all in their prime at the same time? That's an easy one for me. Is that an easy question? For me, it is. Who? I would say the Lakers that lost to the Pistons when they had um, Gary Payton, they had Carl Malone, they had um, Shaquille O'Neal, and they had, uh, and they, and they had uh, Kobe. All of them in their prime. And they had Derek Fisher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who all of them in their the prime. Team? I think uh, was... Was Shannon Brown on that team too? I think he might have been on the bench. He was he on the bench. Been. I'm not he was sure on the bench. 
Sasha Vujicic, is he on the bench too? I believe so. That's a good call. I think that that's that's it for me, I think. Um I off the top of my head, I think and this is going to be a controversial opinion, but I think the New York Knicks might have a a place there. Which one? Which uh, team? Well, he's saying that there's no Okay. Man, okay. Did he say that you could take whoever was on the team in their prime, no matter when they were there. He said, like, basically, yeah, basically, he's saying, like, when a team was assembled, because sometimes you have team, you have team. Way I saw the question was, yeah, when you put players together, sometimes you have players that are in their prime and some players that are not. Like, first, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not what he was, but if he was there in his prime, that right. would be something different, right? right? Okay, yeah, I got you. Um, okay, maybe not though, maybe not the Knicks. Um, maybe. Um, this is a tough question. You took the best answer. There's another answer that uh, there's another there's another one that's up there too. Uh, the Rockets when they had the one they had um, Hakeem, mm-hmm. they had Barkley and they had Pippen. Hakeem, Barkley, and Pippen. And then was that was that Steve Francis' team too? I don't think he was there. He, was, yet. he wasn't there. No, he more. wasn't there yet. Nah. Uh, okay, that's a good one. You know what we should do? We should do an episode. Remember how we did the uh, all uh, NBA Jam episode with <laughs> Young Corona? Let's do it again. You know what? It's it's coming up. We're getting close to playoff time. Okay. And I, I think that there's 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 probably you know I've been getting um, nightmares. I've been getting night terrors about what Gerald, the 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 raging Jets fan that called in, <laughs> that hacked into our show a few a few weeks ago. Um, beginning night terrors, and I know that he's probably out there watching a lot of uh, Nets games. He's lurking. He's lurking in the shadows right now, and yeah. I, can, I can just tell that there's going to be another appearance from him sometime soon. The Nets soon. are doing really good right now. The Nets are doing really well. Um, but I think what we could do is we could do like an all-NBA breakdown of the greatest teams that never were. Oh, wow. And do this kind of concept where we just take the best players that were on the team and assemble them like the Avengers – for when they were in their prime. Okay. I think that would be kind of fun. That'd be cool. All right. Let's try that. All right. Uh, good question from Zip. Shout out to No Redeeming Qualities, man. Go and listen to those guys. Go yeah. subscribe to them. Gambigator, what up? Uh, okay. You ready to uh, start the show? Yes, yes. Officially? Yep. All right. Let's do it. Coming to you live from Ed's living room, you're listening to State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. You saw me do it, too. Like, you saw me. Yeah. You saw the buttons. It was too late to stop you. Like I saw the finger there. I was like, he's gonna hit the wrong button. Yeah, and hit did. the wrong button. And you let me do it. God. I couldn't like, but it was too come on, man. I can't stop. Like, what do you want me to do with that and say no? Like, I can't. Let's just move on. Okay. Um kind of a slow news week this week. Um, but we missed a story last week that occurred that uh, kind of sent the fucking world into a tailspin, at least the world of sneakerheads. Pissed me the hell off. Pissed me off, too. But also, I was already kind of on, on tilt okay. with these fucking shoes, these fucking sneakers at Nike. And I, I just look at these photos, and I just get mad all over again. But um, if you guys don't know what's been going on, there was a VP at Nike. Her name was Ann Hebert, who resigned... After a bit of a scandal came through where her son was basically like the, uh, you know, the, the plug, the sneaker plug for reselling all of these, you know, really high, uh, high demand, hard to get 
sneakers from Nike. Uh, I guess essentially what happened was is that there was a bit of um, you know, a resell war out there, and this guy was you know at the top of it. It just so happened to be connected to the vice president of fucking Nike. Yeah. Dateline. Nike resale scandal and VP Ann Hebert's resignation explained. The biggest sneaker industry story of the of the young year is a resignation of longtime Nike VP Ann Hebert, uh, an employee of 25 years who stepped down from her role in charge of the brand's North America business last week. Her resignation was prompted by a Bloomberg Businessweek story focusing on her 19-year-old son, a reseller named Joe, who runs a sneaker resale operation called West Coast Streetwear. Streetwear. I heard of that too. Yeah. Uh, the piece on Joe made public for the first time his connection to one of the highest-ranking executives at Nike, raising questions over whether his mother was complicit in the business of flipping shoes. Was she helping him get a limited-edition sneakers for resell for profit? Uh, how aware was she that her son was doing, according to Bloomberg Businessweek, $200,000 in monthly revenue? God Ooh. damn. It's like, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of change, man. It's a lot of cheese, bro. A lot of cheese. How aware was Nike? Here's how the saga of Ann Hebert and West Coast Streetwear unfolded and what Nike plans to do about it. Um, this is a long little write-up by Complex. It's a good little summary if you guys want to um, check it out check it out and get a better better handle on all this. But essentially, we, yeah, that, that was what happened. Um, this resale business is fucking nonsense. It sucks. Like it's re- And it's the reason why the sneakers app is just such... It's just, it's just an app of disappointment. Like I have it on my phone, and it's just something that's going to let me down. I don't know why you still have it, man. I I, I just I, I I love Nike shoes. I got rid of it, and I never felt better in my life. And I'll say something else. Like I'm wearing Nikes right now, but it's only because uh, I have a Nike hoodie, and I didn't want. I don't do that cross brand shit. Oh, okay. I don't do it. But I fuck with Adidas heavy for this because just simply the resale val- market with Adidas shoes isn't as large as it is with the Nikes. Yeah. So you can get a better deal. And, you know, for me, for my feet, for my footsies, the uh, Ultra Boost, more comfortable. I mean, yeah. No, I mean... That's, the NMDs, more comfortable. That's fair. I like them. That's now, fair. Don't get me wrong. I fucks with Air Max. Yeah. I fucks with some Jordans. I fucks with some Dunks. Man. I fucks with some SBs. That's what I'm saying. But I can't do $300 for a pair of shoes, dog. I can't. Here's, I won't. I refuse. The thing about Nike, though, is like I, me personally, I never cared about who they had endorsing him. I didn't care about they had like Jordan or LeBron or whatever. They just make a good looking shoe, man. Good footwear, man. They make them like, good footwear. Think about how think about when the the Jordan ones were designed. Oh, Tinker. Shout out to Tinker, man. And it's still a dope shoe. It's like, still a dope shoe. It's a classic design. It's, a it's classic. never gonna it's never be out of style. It'll never be out of style. That's the most infuriating thing about it is that they're gonna keep doing these reissues f- until we die. Until we die. Because they're gonna always look good. They do. Like I mean, like and um the like Space Jam Jordan. You know what I'm saying like we're gonna get another pair of those. We're gonna the, get another pair of Space Jam LeBrons in, pat, in like, a couple months. The patent leather, bro, like the patent leather joint. Forget man. it. It's they just make Forget a good it. shoe, dog, and it's just like Forget and they do all this fuck shit. Yeah, and, but the shoe was so dope though. And it, the the worst part about it is that it's good for their brand. Like even it if is. they miss out on some dollars, like it's good oh, for their man. brand. Yeah, <sighs> I hate it. Wow. I. Hate it. I got rid of the sneakers app. I got rid of Goat. I got rid of StockX. I got rid of them all, man. You did? Yeah, I had to. Because this is what I figured. Like, I never really knew what kind of dude I would be if I got money. Mm-hmm. And then I started getting a little bit of money, and I realized 
I'm a sneakerhead. Like I would be a yeah. sneakerhead. So it's better for me if I just take myself out of that situation, you know, entirely. The thing about sneakers though is like when you do get money, it's like I remember asking my mom for sneakers. She was like, nah, you're not getting none of these shits. So it's like I got my own money and it's like I'm about my I'm about, I'm about these sneakers I never got. You know what I mean? Like because <laughs> like, like, one of the first shoes I got were one of the first shoes that I got, like being a sneakerhead, was the um the Carolina Blue Jordans oh, with yeah. the white pant leather. Because oh, yeah. I, I love them shits. And I was just like, man, I want these. I can never get them. And my mom won't get them for me. So like when I got some money and they're available, I got them. I got them. They're sitting in my in my room right now. Yeah. And I'll wear them every now and again. How often do you do you find yourself wearing like is that your favorite pair of shoes? Um, they actually they they actually hurt a bit to wear for a long time. Yeah, but um, is my favorite pair of shoes? I think my favorite pair of shoes that I own right now, um, I have to say are the um, like uh, those Jordan ones with the, my oh, with the Miami Vice colors on them, like oh, they have the hot yeah. pink and the like. Those, no, are those, those are my favorite shoes. Those are fresh. I'm just looking up. So like my favorite pair of Jordans are the fours, right? Okay. And I'm looking right now, and on goat, it's three hundred dollars for the OG Fire Reds. Yeah, mine's are, mine's just seen the one and the elevens. Like I think those are the elevens. The the, the elevens are, ones. Yeah, the elevens are are delicious. Yeah, so ones and elevens is probably my favorite. It's just like I just don't, I just can't, man. That's the, t- the 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 designs are timeless though, dog. They really are, man. They really are. Like I just look. Air Max 97, Air Max 90s, Air Max 95s. Like those, like those three are on my Mount Rushmore. I'm telling you, man. But you try to try to get me a, a pair of like laser blues or infrareds. Like I know I'm gonna be paying top price for it. But I also know they're shoes. Yeah. And with shoes, you always run the risk of stepping in dog shit. Yep. Stepping in a puddle. Yup. Getting somebody stepping on your shoes. Yup. Like, I would like creasing your shoes. Like, these are all real world problems that we have to deal with. Right. Like, when I hear there's a rain in the forecast, like, those oh, shoes aren't coming. They ain't coming out. Not coming out. Those shoes are coming out. Like, not coming you, out. You staying inside. You stay there under yeah. the bed in the box. Don't go nowhere. You get clean. Don't bro. touch nothing. I just stay right there till I get back home. This whole thing, man, it just really opened my eyes. And it really just, it was a real dose of reality. It was a real kick in the dick. You know what I'm saying? Like, I needed to step away from the game because every time I get paid, every time I just get a little bit of change, I just open up that app and I just say, oh, I wonder what I can get away with today. They be calling me, they man. They be calling me. They be calling me. They be calling me. I can't, I can't stop. I want to stop. Please, man, help me, man. They be calling me, man. I can't stop. I was looking at some shoes today. What were you looking at? I think, I was not, I think I'm trying to get them. Um, let see what I was looking at today. You're looking at Nikes? Yeah. Jordans? I think I was looking at some cement fours, but they but the house, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. This that, is, but the, I but the thing I saw Monco, they going for a grand, dog. Dude. They are grand. Dude. This is disgusting. This is on it's honestly disgusting. Like cement fours? Yeah. I mean you can get them on eBay used if you want for a hundred bucks. I'm not getting them. Probably not in your size though, with the big ass. Stompers, you got. Yeah, that's the other problem. That's a problem that you oh, don't yeah. even realize. No, that's a problem. That, I, no. That's a problem that you have. Like when, like when you were thirteen. <laughs> yes. So when you get over ten, yeah, it's like you're adding like that a shit sub- skyrockets. Uh, it skyrockets. Dude. It skyrockets. Like I know I'll go on goat. It'll have like the size like nine. Because I'll see a price and be like, oh, this is like someone right. someone else. And I'm like, oh wait, number thirteen. 
Doop, 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 doop. Just like add, shit. Just automatically add two hundred fifty dollars. Basically, price. automatically. Fuck. <sighs> this is now a sneaker podcast. <laughs> um, let's talk about real quick. Just sweet, sweet karma mm. in the form of a rooster. Wait, what is it? A chicken coming home to roost. Yeah, in a weird way. Or, and more importantly, a coon coming home to roost. <laughs> Dateline! Clueless alum Stacey Dash apologizes for past support of Donald Trump. It's not who I am. Well, bitch, who the fuck is it? I don't know. Because it sure did look like you. It looked a lot like you. Clueless actress turned conservative commenter Stacey Dash is walking back her previous support of former President Donald Trump. Dash, 54, told the Daily Mail in an interview published Wednesday that the January 6th Capitol riots were a turning point for her political opinions. When that happened, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm truly done, she said. Because senseless violence of any kind, I denounce. What happened on January 6th was appalling and stupid. Dash, best known for playing Dion in the 1995 teen rom-com Clueless, has since served as a political commentator for Fox News and ran for Congress in California back in 2018. Did you know that? That doesn't shock me. People can like you'd be surprised, like the little amount of qualifications you need to run for office. It's really kind of alarming. Like you, can, all you have to do is just like kind of have a pulse, and I don't know, just be in a, be a citizen, and just be amongst a, uh, above a certain age range. You can just run for office. It's they really need to they really need to um, kind of review that. I mean, that's the only reason I'm considering running is that it's just such an easy gateway to go. I mean, they, well, there you go. There you go. Looking back on some of the political stances she took, Dash now reflects she made a lot of mistakes due to anger, but now realizes feeding the emotion is unsustainable and will destroy you. I've lived my life being angry, which is what I was on Fox News, she said. I was the angry, conservative black woman. And at that time of my life, it was who I was. Dash added, there are things that I'm sorry for. Things that I did say, things that I should not have said them the way I said them. They were very arrogant and prideful and angry. And that's who Stacy was. But that's not who Stacy is now. Stacy talks in third person. Stacy's someone who has compassion, empathy. If anyone ever felt that way about me, like I've judged, that I apologize for, that's not who I am. You know what this sounds like to me? What was that? This sounds like that money well's running real dry. I mean, sounds like that Fox News contract did not get renewed. It didn't. It, like, they, they dumped her a long time ago. Sounds like she needs to find her way back into the good graces. Back to um, one of those, uh, back to, like, I don't know, a Jay-Z video. Oh, that All Falls Down video was a long time ago. It was a, uh, yeah, it was. I mean, don't, don't you miss that? Oh, I miss Stacey? it so much, dude. I miss that, I miss, I miss that Stacey Dash. I miss that Stacey Dash. I, I loved Stacey Dash. I miss Stacey Dash that got her checks from BET. I miss that Stacey Dash who... Uh, popped up on like HBO and Cinemax late at night. Yeah, because she was in some kind of movie, and you were just like, "Ooh, I wonder if we we'll see some boobies in this." I, I messed with that mess that Stacey Dash that like when we found out she was like forty two years old. Yeah, we we're like, "Nigga, what the fuck? We were like, <laughs> Holy shit! Like, how are you forty two going on nineteen? Um, let's just take a quick look at the cast for Clueless and just give a quick summary of where they are today. Alicia Silverstone, haven't heard from her in decades. Yeah. Don't even know what happened. Last time I saw her, she was in um, Batman. No, I was, she was in Barbershop 2. 
No, but not beauty shop. Beauty shop. It was beauty shop. She was in beauty shop. She was in that. She was in that. Okay. She was in that. She had a very weird country accent, and yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Stacey Dash obviously was there. Brittany Murphy, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, Paul Rudd, obviously the front runner of the best outcome. Yeah, from this no, movie, the, the, right? like talk about talk about a glow up. Oh, <laughs> the <laughs> ultimate glow up. Right. He Look glued, at us. <laughs> he glued up like the sun. Look at us. He's meme famous too. <laughs> and then a bunch of people I've never heard of. Um, Donald, oh, Faison, Donald Faison was in it. Donald That's Faison, right. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Donald okay. Faison's been doing pretty good for himself. I That's think. right. Oh, and Brecken Meyer was in it too. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Jeremy Sisto. Tara Strong. Wow. A lot of these people. Okay. Tara Strong was actually um like she has like done crazy voice work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um she's like probably. I don't know. She's probably like this, like the equivalent to a Cree Summer, and like she just does voices for people that yeah. didn't realize. But uh, fuck Stacey Dash, dog. You dash your way out of this conversation. Here's the thing about Stacey. Like, I'm all for people learning. I don't know. Like, I'm all for people learning from their mistakes and stuff like that. I'm all, I'm all for people coming sure home to logic and and sense. So I'm Absolutely. never gonna be against that. Never. However, I don't know if that's what this is. Yeah, it's really hard to tell who's being genuine. Yeah, and and, and you were deep into your bag, like in, in that MAGA bag. You were you were deep in that shit. Like you were just um, box talking all the nonsense. Right. It's kind. This is kind of like when a person's in like, and it's kind of like when a person just keeps on cheating on you, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they say like, "This is like the 18th time that I'm sorry," and it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not so sure. Anymore. So yeah, I'm not. So I'm not I'm not right enough, Stacey Dash. I just need some time. I'm gonna need, time. I need some time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta you gotta earn your good graces. Back. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to see some work. Like I don't want to because I don't want to close the door on anyone coming back home. You but know what I mean? Talk is cheap though. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm I'm need some time though. Like I'm gonna need like that's uh, like I like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's a nice gesture. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad you acknowledge you're wrong, but I'm gonna need some time. Like we just need to. We put we 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 gonna put that on. We gonna just wait on that. One. Yeah, we're gonna let this stew for a little bit. Yeah. Speaking of stewing, Patrick Ewing was stewing mad the other day when he had his credentials checked at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that's right. The house that Ewing built. The house Ewing built. Dateline. Knicks legend Patrick Ewing says he was accosted by security at Madison Square Garden. When it comes to the New York Knicks, there probably isn't a more recognizable figure than Patrick Ewing. His 15 seasons in New York are basically all Knicks fans have to hold on to these days. So you'd probably expect the, uh, the red carpet to get rolled out for Ewing whenever he returns to Madison Square Garden. Not exactly. Ewing, currently Georgetown's head men's basketball coach, was back at MSG on Thursday for the Hoyas' upset win over the top-seeded Villanova in the Big, S- Big East Tournament. But it wasn't all smiles for the Knicks legend after the game. He was taken aback at how often he was accosted by security and asked to show his credentials throughout the arena. I thought this was my building. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm trying to do my Patrick Ewing voice. Oh, I guess I got to play the clip. He has a clip. Okay, let me play the clip. I think we should hear Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing's like actual frustration. I was going to try we, to do. I was going to try to do my Patrick Ewing yeah, impression. Yeah, no, I, I don't. But, I don't. Well, let me let me let me try to do it. And then we'll play the clip and right, we'll see, yeah. how, see how close that's, it is. That's fair. Let's right. do that. He said, uh, let me see what he said. He said, I thought this was my building. 
and I feel terrible that I'm getting stopped, accosted, asking for passes. Everybody in this building should know who the hell I am. I'm getting stopped. I can't move around this building. I was like, what the hell? Is this Madison Square Garden? I'm going to have to call Mr. Dolan and say, geez, is my number hanging in the rafters or what? All right. That was me. I don't know if you guys could tell, but that was me. <laughs> and now here's actual. But I do want to say one thing, though. They, I, I thought this was my building. And I feel terrible that I'm getting stopped, accosted, asking for passes. I, everybody in this building should know who the hell I am. And I'm getting stopped. I can't move around this building. Like I, I, I was like, what the hell? Is this Madison Square Garden? I'm going to have to call Mr. Dolan and say, Jesus, is my number in the rafters or what? Okay, let me let me but try. But I do want to say one let thing me, though. They, oh, I, I thought this was my. Let me try it one more time because I didn't know he had put that emphasis on a costume. Like yeah. Like... All right, let me try it one more time. <clears throat> I thought this was my building, and I feel terrible that I'm getting stopped, accosted, asking for passes. Everybody in this building should know who the hell I am. I'm getting stopped. I can't move around in this building. I was like, "What the hell? Is this Madison Square Garden?" <laughs> I'm going to have to call Mr. Dolan and say, Jesus, my number hanging in the rafters or what? All right, let's try it one more time because that was me. I don't know if you guys could tell, but that was me. Now let's play Patrick one more time so we can see uh, the, the, if there's any difference really whatsoever. Okay. I do want to say one thing, though. They, I, I thought this was my building, and I feel terrible that I'm getting stopped, accosted, asking for passes. I, I, everybody in this building should know who the hell I am. I think it's pretty close. No, it's pretty close. I just I, I I love like how angry Patrick Ewing is is like he's just always he's always kind of a curmudgeon like even on the <laughs> sidelines like I just kind of like how he's like someone he's some, someone's old angry Jamaican dad <laughs> and he's just pissed all the time <laughs> which is which is why I don't understand y'all why he would ask this seven foot angry Jamaican man like where his credentials are just let him go wherever he's going yeah right like he's a fucking gorilla he's like, fucking Patrick Ewing like what the hell how do you not how do you work in Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. And not know who the fuck Patrick Ewing is. That's true. Like this happened. This first has happened to Charles, Charles Oakley. Oakley. Yep, Charles Oak, Oak Tree. Then it's happened to Spike Lee. Spike Lee. And now it's happened to Patrick Ewing. This is yep. what I propose. I propose if you work in Madison Square Garden, you cannot work in Madison Square Garden without passing a flashcard test with the photos of people that are important in Madison Square Garden. If you if you miss one, you can't work there. Like it has to be. Like it has to be Charles Oakley. Got to know Charles. Got to have um, got to have uh, Spike Lee. Got to know Spike. Patrick Ewing. Have to know Pat. John Starks. Got to know John Starks. Got to know John. You got to know um, Alan Houston. You must know Alan Houston. Uh, Chris Childs. You you better know who Chris Childs Chris is. Childs is. Anthony Mason. You, listen, if you don't know who Anthony Mason is, what are you even doing there? If you don't know about Anthony Mason, you don't know about New York Knicks basketball. Basically, you know, you, sh- you shouldn't even be there. Just go ahead and just turn in your tickets and just walk away. Like. It, it, like you don't have to be, you don't have to know who James Dolan is. Yeah. You don't have to know who he's like. You have to know who these people are. You have to know. Um, let me see if I can ask some some bonus ones. Um, Nick Van Exel. That's a good one. Yeah. Nick Van. I didn't know who Nick Van Exel is. What about Amari Stoudemire? Okay. I'll give you. I'll give you Amari Stoudemire. Mm. Carmelo. Absolutely, you should know who Carmelo is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, like, look, this is definitely. It's it's it seems to be a recurring issue. It really is. It doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't make any sense. And you just kind of wonder, like, who's in charge? Like, who's in charge of security there? I just so. Oh. And why? And why isn't there some sort of like VIP red carpet list? Why isn't HR like human resources should be just like you? 
like this should be in your training packet. Like you should know who Charles Bar- like who who Charles Oakley is. You should know who Patrick Ewing though. Like you don't know Patrick Ewing. Like Patrick Ewing's been there since college, and he's a very recognizable figure. Right. He's oh, he's a seven foot Jamaican dude who's probably angry. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how you missed that guy. Just look at whoever's in the worst mood. Right. That's him. The guy in the five and a half foot khakis that's always angry. That's Patrick Ewing. Too wide, wide bottom khakis. Right, too. wide bottom khakis. Yeah, yeah. just who was just always who was just telling people to come here. Like Patrick Ewing thing. is the only one that ever wear boot cut khakis. It's <laughs> <laughs> absolutely disgusting behavior. <laughs> I'm gonna throw a curveball at you because this is a story that I just remembered. Oh yeah. Um, you heard about the Norman High School basketball game? I think I heard about it this morning. This morning, right? Okay. Uh, well, let me just go ahead and read this headline for you so you can get extra angry. Yeah. Dateline! High school basketball. Announcer directs racial slur at Norman High players. Blames blood sugar. <laughs> <laughs> During the playing of the United States National Anthem ahead of Norman High and Midwest City Games on Thursday, an announcer was heard making racist comments towards NHS players feed streaming the Class 6A Girls State Quarterfinals. The individual's comments, which were shared to in a video posted to Twitter Friday morning, were made after noticing the NHS players were kneeling during the National Anthem. They're kneeling. Effing ends. He said effing ends. For those of you out there who are listening who may not be uh, knowledgeable, he said fucking niggers. Yeah. Sorry. I hope it made you uncomfortable hearing that. Fucking niggers. He said this about children. Children. Women. Young children. He identified himself as Matt Rowan, who owns the OSPN Live in Taliqua. Taliqua? I think it's Taliqua. Uh, and had been under contract to film the playoff games. I hope Norman gets their ass kicked. Fuck them. I hope they lose. Come on, Midwest City. They're going to kneel like that? Hell no. Rowan, who says he was at one time a youth pastor. Awesome. Released a written statement Friday evening. During the Norman High School girls basketball game against Midwest City, I made inappropriate and racist comments believing that the microphone was off. However, let me state immediately that is no excuse. Such comments should have never been uttered. I have not only embarrassed myself, Embarrassed and disappointed myself, I have embarrassed and disappointed my family and friends. I will state that I suffer from type 1 diabetes, and during the game, my sugar was spiking. While not excusing my remarks, it is not unusual when my sugar spikes that I become disoriented and often say things that are not appropriate as well as hurtful. I do not believe that I would have made such horrible statements absent my sugar spiking. So he's trying to tell us that a Jolly Rancher would accept you from the sea and say Listen, nothing Listen, man, I can't tell or you how many... Or a cup many, of... Or some juice. I can't tell you how many times... A handful of Skittles. My life has been remarkably changed due to a nice, cool glass of orange juice. Right. But I will say this. Sans orange juice, I've never come out the side of my neck <laughs> and called a bunch of young women... Fucking niggers right. out of hate. Like, because I'm, I'm hangry. Because I'm hangry. Oh, God, you don't understand. Like, that's a, like, it's a Snickers commercial that didn't make the air, I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, 
You know, Matt, you turn into a real racist when you're hungry. Why don't you have a Snickers? He's like, thanks. He just takes off the white hood. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay. So this is this is the thing that happened. And, you know, it's 2021. And, like, yes, we know that racism is, like, a thing that white people are aware of all now. Great. Hooray. Excited. What the fuck are you going to do about it? Could y'all, I mean, could you just stop? Can doing, you just stop? Okay, we can stop doing this like, this thing where you blame things that, you know. Yeah, don't blame your blood sugar. Blame, right. blame your mom and dad. How just, about that? Just say you're a racist. Blame your hometown. And Yeah, fix it from there. Like, blame your family. Blame your friends. Blame yeah. the people that you grew up around because right. they're the ones that facilitated this type of behavior. Yeah, dude. Like, just, I mean, like, we know, we, I, know, I know you're a racist. Mm-hmm. And you know you're down your races. Let's mm-hmm. not blame type one diabetes. Yeah, like that's leave, not us. Let's leave diabetes out of this. Like this, the, the side effects is not racism. <laughs> this is coming from a pharmacist. Like there's no racism as a side effect of di- being a diabetic. Could you imagine if there was a, a commercial for a new uh, pharmaceutical drug? Yeah, and they were like, "Have you been experiencing racist tendencies? Right? Do you suffer from sudden outbursts of slurs?" Uh, then you may be you qualified for rachidia. Right. Certain side effects may include high blood pressure, spiked blood sugar, and a general sense of well-being for being a better person. Right. It. I mean, because this, like, remember Roseanne did the same thing with Ambien? Mm-hmm. Remember she said that, like, you know, the Ambien make you racist? And then it was funny because I think... Sanofi, the drug company, came out. Like they tweeted their responses, like, "Nah, this isn't us. Like, we don't. Dude, we've never experienced any racism in any of our studies <laughs> of this drug. Like, it may make you sleepwalk, right? But they didn't. They, they didn't. No one said the n word while they were sleepwalking, or like, or said like anti-Semitic shit while they were sleepwalking. They were just sleepwalking. You know, while we're on the subject of uh, people saying dumb shit, let's talk about Myers Leonard for a second, <sighs> because this dumbass reached deep into his racist bag. Like, you know how like when women are searching for their keys yeah. and then they pull out something from the bottom of the purse that's been there for months? Yeah, they have, like a, they have like a pricing gun. Yeah. Like a... <laughs> like, <laughs> there's like a, a tourniquet. Like, like an old bottle of mini Hennessy. Right. <laughs> and you're just like, where the fuck did that come from? He reached deep down into his soul and found yeah. the most racist thing that he could say and he said it on a live stream that he knew was being recorded. Like, dude, come the fuck on, man. I think I think it's worth that he plays on the same team with Tyler Hero. Like, they're just... Listen, man. <laughs> Tyler Hero and Myers Leonard are worlds apart. It's just like it's like the, the two sides of the coin. <laughs> two sides of the same coin. Now, Myers Leonard didn't go and blame his uh, blood sugar, but he did blame his own ignorance. He said that uh, he's, his ignorance about the history of the word and how it is offensive to the Jewish community absolutely is not an excuse, and he was just wrong. And you know what? Not enough. It's not going to be enough. It's better than blood sugar, though. I'll give it's him better that. than blood sugar, but I'll tell you what, man. Like, I, I don't think you can claim ignorance on that one. You can't, dude. I don't think you can claim ignorance on that because, you, look— do you remember that song Michael Jackson had, uh, They Don't Care About Us? Yeah. He says that word in that song. Yep. And he got a lot of shit for that. Yep. And that was Michael Jackson. And he was saying it in the sense that, like, 
he was saying in this, he was saying song to say that this is what they call us. Like, right. This is like he's not saying like I'm calling out people. Like, this is what right. they call us. Yes, exactly. They don't care about us. Yes, right. And he got shit for that. Right. That's Michael Jackson. Right. At the height of his Michael Jacksonness. Yeah. And you are a six four dummy. <laughs> That plays for the Miami Heat on the bench. You have not contributed to the team at all. We are struggling out here. Yeah, get it together, son. There, there's a lot more talent on there. But like you're like on on the uh, Miami Heat roster, he's looking very expendable. Very expendable. Well, they're they're sending him home. They 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 suspended him. They didn't say that they were spending suspending him without pay. I think that they are paying him, but he's also injured. So he's it sucks Man. to say this, but he's in a, he's in the best possible position that he could be in because if they move him. Well, I don't actually. I don't. Think is they, he? I don't think they can move him. Like, is he in the business? I mean, because like, no, because nobody's gonna want to pick him up. I like because like, and if he I, does, if he does get traded, he's immediately getting dropped. That's but what I'm he, ha- but he has his contract, so he's still yeah, gonna be. Getting I mean, like, this isn't really picks. great for him because it's like you say he's injured, and so like you're injured and you're like, and he's got a scarlet letter, right? So it's like your injury have that going on. So it's like they, they have no incentive to. Talent wise, don't have any incentive to bring you back. So mm-hmm. who's gonna? So with all this on, who's gonna? Who's gonna like go through all that to just get have Myers Leonard on your bench? Like um, I don't understand. No, it's you know not. what I mean. Like it's like I I don't think it's great for him. I think he's in a really bad spot right now. Yeah, it's terrible. Just for man. being stupid. Just for being dumb on a fucking live stream, dude. Like was he play, was he playing? Guess what he was playing? Call of Duty. Yes, that's exactly. It, what he was playing. it had to be. It's like. I think like that and like League of Legends is like some of the most toxic fucking um like I don't I don't even play online for that shit like I'm not I don't want to play online to be called a nigger eighteen times never like, I'm I don't not want, doing that shit I don't want to be called a nigger once right that's all I'm gonna get when I'm on like I don't I don't even play online like that because no. like I, I like to enjoy playing video games I don't want to be like I don't want to like try to find someone's ISP and try to go drag someone listen man you want to talk about blood sugar that shit spikes my blood sugar. <laughs> Well, fuck that guy, fuck Myers Leonard, and fuck whoever the security was that accosted Patrick Ewing. Jesus, man! Like it was, it was multiple security guards though. I think multiple. Was, fuck them all. Do your history, man. Do your Googles. Right. It's Patrick Ewing. He had his own shoot. It was called Ewing's. Sorry, I cut you off there. It's okay. Okay. Um, let's talk about the spotlight this week. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? You can go first. It doesn't matter. No, I think yeah, you, I was going first. Yeah, yeah, I think you should go first. You want to go first again? I think you should go first. All right. I mean, your name comes first in the show, so yeah. I think it makes sense. Okay. My spotlight of the week, um, she was a movement. Like, she was just, like, she was a movement. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the late 90s and early 2000s. Yes. It's Brandy Norwood. What? Come on. My first crush. My first celebrity crush. Mo to the E to the. Mo to the E to the. Um, do you remember when Brandy and there was rumors of her and Kobe Bryant dating? Yeah, and it was like a thing. It was like the first time like we had like a celebrity, like young couple, young couple that yeah. was like, but they like kind of were able to stay out of the uh, like the tabloids, I guess. I mean, and then and then like and then Kobe was on Moesha. Kobe was on Moesha, and then yeah. she went with him to like the All Star Game or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, that was fucking dope. It was a great time. Um. Okay. Here's here's the here's the thing. Um, I, I mean, I love Brandy. I love her albums. The Full Moon album is probably my favorite album of hers. But we can't not talk about this car accident that she was in. Yeah. No, that was bad. That was bad. I, I, yeah, that was bad. Um. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, that was bad. She was in a car accident. She ended up hitting somebody who died and she wasn't arrested. But I think that I think they I think the the case was she wasn't at fault. Something like that. Like they think they came out later and said she wasn't at fault for that. But it was but at the time it was a bad look. It was a total bad look. But, um yeah, I think like later she would kind of they they she kinda of like they let up on her a bit. It's like, oh, she wasn't it wasn't her fault that it happened, but right. it like it still happened. I'm sure she has to like live with that. So Oh yeah, and like I'm sure she's not like yeah, living, living and, sweet. Right. But it was a thing that, like, kind of it, it tarnished her because I think at the time bit. people didn't realize, like, people thought, oh, she hit her and just got off, and it's like, nah, but she wasn't at fault for that. Yeah, yeah. But let's talk about the beginning. Um, the first album came out. She had what, what was the single? I want to be down. Yeah, that was a lit single, right? Yeah, that was a that was a fucking that smash. was a banger. That was a banger. Um, but do you, do you want to just go straight to the Brandy Monica? Like that was man the fucking supernova that, that, that the boy is mine was man. I mean, can you like can we even really even express the magnitude? You literally had to be there. Like you, you had to un- be there. You wouldn't understand. Like we us telling you now, you would understand what it was. You wouldn't understand that boy. The boy is mine. Like <laughs> you, you don't, don't get it. You don't get why the boy was theirs. Like yeah, because like because every because every because I I wish I was that boy. Oh. <laughs> Who didn't want to be that boy? I wanted to be that boy so bad, dude. Brandy and Monica. Brandy and Monica singing, like sing fighting over you. Sing fighting. <laughs> when was the last time you had two women sing fight over you? And they both could just blow. And they both look good. Yeah, they're both. Yeah, they nah. still look good now too. The boy is mine. I'm trying to look up like where, like what kind of numbers they did. Um, but there was like the like again. For whatever reason, we pitted Brandy and Monica against each other, and I don't even think that they had any real beef. It was a beef that we created because that, that happens to everyone. Like we always like, I think that's the thing with like, especially with like female um, artists, is like we always have to pit them against each other. Mm-hmm. That always happens, and I don't know why we do that, but yeah, they were they were early on into that, but they were both like they're both great in their own right. Right, but it was just like they're, they're, them together. Yeah, so great. Uh, on June 5th, 1998, The Boy Is Mine became both singers' first number one hit and fifth top 10 entry for each on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Bouncing from 23 to the top spot, it became the second song in history uh, of the chart to ascend directly to, n- to number one from a previous position beneath the top 20. The only other one to do that was The Beatles. <laughs> Can't Buy Me Love. That went from 27 to 1 in 60- 1964. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> and uh, and I mean, like stuff that we could talk about Moesha. Let's talk about Moesha. Go to the E to the. What a great show that was! Like, it's a very underrated, underrated show. So underrated. Um, uh, uh, Fredro Starr playing Q Q. <laughs> um, uh, the late Merlin Santana as uh, Ohaji. Ohaji, yeah. Ray J's platform. I mean, Ray. that alone. Yeah, that, yeah, like that gave us Ray J as the, Dorian. The fact that <laughs> Boisha gave us Ray J alone like cements <laughs> it as goat status. It's so many like Bernie Mac was on the show. Bernie Mac was on the show. Uh, uh we got we got the Parkers. The Parkers. The, the that was the one that I was thinking from of. Moesha. What was her name? It was like uh Countess Vaughn. Countess Vaughn. Oof. Yeah, like they, they added Monique as her mom and they're like, we gotta make this we gotta make this a thing. We so gotta they, make it a thing. So they so they got the we got the Parkers spin on from that. Mm-hmm. I mean and it kind of like it was part of that UPN like 
family of shows yeah. that you just sat down and you watched every week. Like it was, it was like a almost like a combined a combined universe, but they weren't yeah. sharing a, a universe. It you know was, what I'm yeah, it was like it was um. It, and the thing that the show was like it, it, it hit on like real issues. Like mm-hmm. I remember they talked about that was that was the first time I talked about. I think I heard about you know someone being gay in high school. Like they had they had a storyline about that. You know, like about teenage pregnancy. They talked about like real stuff on that show. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, like, it was a uh, it was a real show. And then you know, it it launched Brandy's career as an actress. But I think the most iconic part of that show. Dear diary, he loves me, but I don't know if I love him yet. But then again, what even is love? Maybe I could find out, or maybe it just might find me. Bro, far choir. What a great iconic show, man! Great pick. Yeah. Uh, my pick for this week is none other than Martin Lawrence. Yeah. We talked about this earlier, and you said that he was going to be someone that you picked uh, spotlighted, but I'm taking That's cool. He's mine now. It's all right. Um, Martin, the television show, is one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. Favorite, like, rock and watch reruns all day. It is right up, the, like, my alley in terms of, like, silly, outrageous humor. Like, I love... That kind of shit. Yeah, like I'm like I I like stuff like you know like the intelligent humor. I guess I can say like shit like you know fucking um you know like Shit's Creek. Like everybody likes Shit's Creek, and I, I like that show. I think it, I think it is funny. It's funny. But if you're gonna put a, one of those two show, shows on, like Shit's Creek or Martin, like I'm picking Martin every single yeah. time. Yeah, it, it's like make me laugh. Yeah, it makes me laugh as hard as I can. Yeah, and then you know throwing some hip hop, throwing some boxing. You know what I'm saying? Like, because <laughs> Martin, Lo- like, he was a gold glove, go, uh, gold glove boxer. Yeah. So he put in as much boxing as he could on that show. I mean, he had that, like, episode with Tommy Hearns. He beat Tommy Hearns so beat the funny. shit out of him. And then he made that prosthetic face and it became an icon. Um, but that's just the show of Martin. That's just a show. That's just the show. Let's talk about the movies. Talk about the film, the cinema. The cinema. Before we even get to the stand up, because that's how he started. He started as a stand up. But let's talk about the cinema. Of Martin Lawrence. Um, do I have to say anything more than bad boys? Right. Do I? I don't think you should. I will. You, I mean, there's there is more. There is more. But, you know, I think you have, like, bad... I, I didn't... And this is about... I was wrong about. Like, I did not... When I heard, when I, when I, when I heard about Bad Boys 3 coming out, I was like, why? Mm-hmm. But then I saw it. I, honestly, in my opinion, the best one. Best one? The best one. It's me. good, right? It's really good. It was really good. It really did close the door on... That that world. Yeah, it was uh, like I like I was I was one of the people I was like, why? Why now? Who asked for this? And then I saw I was like, no, nah, this shows like, it was the best one. Tied it up in a nice little bow. Yep. Uh let's talk about Boomerang. We talked about we talked about coming to America too last week. Boomerang. And uh, you know, Eddie Murphy, he had a run. Boomerang. But he put Eddie Murphy in Boomerang. Boomerang. With and it's one of those movies that again, if you put that movie in front of me. And I'm just out of the shower wearing nothing but a towel. I will sit there on the edge of the bed and watch that movie in its entirety with commercials. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Boomerang. Because that's a television movie. I think it was so fun in that movie, man. Oh, my God. And you talk about Halle Berry. Man. Oh, my God. <laughs> he had a small role in Do the Right Thing. That was actually one of his first movie. Yeah. Can you imagine? 
can you imagine? I mean, we talked about uh, Giancarlo uh, Esposito. Yeah, yeah. And they, you know, very early on in their same careers, kind of started thing. off in the same way. Yeah. House Party. He was Bilal, the DJ. Bilal, yup. Hey, man. Stop bumping the table. <laughs> I'm trying to mix. You look me. I'm asking. I'm doing you a favor. It's one of my best. One of my <laughs> one of my favorite scenes. Uh, House Party Two again in it. Thin line between love and hate. He has leading that. He was a leading that. Like this is after Bad Boy, so he's starting to get a little bit of buzz. Started getting some juice. So now he's getting his uh his main main uh lead on. Yeah, isn't that with uh, Regina with Regina Hall? Yep. Who's, who's also. Who's who, who's 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 in her stride right now? You want to talk about friends? She she in her stride right now. She's like, oh, just fucking call me, please. Not Re- sorry, the Regina King. Regina Hall is on. Regina Hall wasn't in that. Not Regina King. Regina King. King. But uh, Regina King, fucking call me, please. But yeah, she's she's in her stride too. Like, yeah. Um, have you did you see um? There's a movie on. Uh, I haven't seen uh, One Night in Miami. Yeah, I haven't seen that. It yet. was good. I enjoyed it. Is it still on Prime? Is it on probably. Okay, I, it's it. a, I enjoyed that, but yeah, she's she's in Ernest Stride too. Like she was Nat Watchmen. Yo, yeah, Watchmen's crazy. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about life with Martin and Eddie. Um, that movie is so good. You want to talk about underrated? That movie is so good. Like it's funny, and then like they have the scene where they're getting old. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Oh man, like yeah. It really get it really gets you. Like it when really you watch does, them man. And they, they start and people start fading away. Like fuck. Yes, dude. It's a great like buddy movie. It is. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a kind of movie that you watch and you start to you know you you pick you take people from your life and you start placing them in the movie as the characters, right? Yeah. And you just get sad because you think like, oh man, like there is going to come a point where people start to pass and yeah, fade dude. away, and but. I mean, again, nothing but laughs in that movie for for most of it. They made three Big Mama's House movies. You know, they're not great, but they made three of them. I mean, <laughs> um, but let's talk about the stand up because he was the original host of Def Comedy Jam. Yes, he was an institution. Mm. He got banned from Def Comedy Jam for being too raunchy. Can you imagine? <laughs> he got banned from SNL too. Got banned like... from SNL. He didn't come back until uh, I want to say. What does it say right here? I don't know. Was he on SNL? Yeah, he hosted it in 1994, and then he got banned. And I thought he came back after that, but it doesn't look like he did. No, I don't think so. I thought he came back after um, after uh, the last Bad Boys movie, but I guess not. Okay. Um, but yeah, he was the original host of Def Comedy Jam. He had to stand up. You so crazy. It's a catchphrase. He did uh, Run Tell That. So funny. Which is another good one. But another catchphrase that didn't really catch on. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like. You So Crazy had a run, though. You So Crazy definitely had a he run. Had a run. Definitely had a run. You So Crazy. Definitely had a run. Because um, I think he, I think I'll, I think he had, that was on Martin a lot. So they yeah. definitely, like that catchphrase, nah, they get caught on. Oh, You So Crazy definitely caught on. Um but yeah, man, let's just appreciate Martin. Let's appreciate Brandy while, while, they, while they're still here. Yep. Give them their flowers. Do you have an education for the week? Yeah, I do. Don't let people tell you you can't do shit because they can't do shit. And sometimes they may be hating. Sometimes they're just basic. I mean, if they're just so don't be mad at them. They, they know not what they do. Like, they, you just got to know that like they're not you. And you and if you, you can do shit just because they can't, they just don't know you're built different. 
was about to say, you, you, you built different. You built different. I like that, man. And I was going to say, you know, to, you know, pigeon. Pigeon? Pigeon? Piggyback? Piggyback. Where the fuck pigeon come from? I don't know. Not the pigeon off of that. <laughs> <laughs> people will say a lot of things to or about you or other people that is just a projection. Yeah. It doesn't even really apply to you. Yeah. It doesn't even really uh, qualify you. It's just people want you to live the life that they live based off of their experiences, based off of their, you know, view of the world and shit. Yeah. Some people's view of the world is really small. Very small. Because some people ain't never left their hometown. It's basic. Some people ain't never lived out of their parents' house. Yup. So how the fuck can you trust their vision? Yeah, like you, you could just want more shit than they want. You know, they may, they may just want to be in a small town. You may want the world. Right. How could they tell? How how could they even know what to tell you where to go? Right. They have no idea. They don't have the vision. They don't have the vision. They're white vision. White vision. They ain't real vision. Yeah, they're not Vashon. They're not. <laughs> nah, me and Juan don't talk no more. <laughs> That's my favorite shit of all time. I didn't think that that would that would get that much of a stretch though. Like the way that they just ran with that, bro. It was like all day, right? It like, was no, it was like all week. It was really like all week. Yeah. I saw someone like push have a beard on him and stuff. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> How do we get here? People just like really went nuts with that shit. It was such a simple edit too. They just put him right. in a turtleneck and a chain. <laughs> a chain. He became just and it just became this like he became Vishon. Yeah, he became the he just became this like supernatural fuck fuck boy like. <laughs> I fucking, I fucking love the internet, it was dude. Great, dude. Internet is the best. Welp, gotta say, we did it. Yeah. Again. Never stopping, man. Never lost. Just got this flamethrower in my pocket. Who the fuck do we think that we are being so good at this shit? Oh, man. Like, who gave us the right? Who gave us the authority? All, all, all we're doing is what God intended us to do. He just gave us these, he gave us these gifts. You know, and it'd be it'd be a disservice for mm. us not to give it to the people, mm. like you do with your vaccines. Yeah. Uh, have you gotten any DMs from anti-vaxxers? I have not, but I would love to get some. I have I have the time. Might have to forward you some that I that I got. You got some? I got. Well, yeah. Word. Yeah. I got, oh my god. Yeah, I got. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, wait, we're gonna talk about it. But we'll talk about it off mic. Oh, okay. All right. Um, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. At State Your Take. Check out the playlist on Spotify. The State Your Take list with Ed and Aaron. Check out the store, the merch store. Check the link in the bio on Instagram. You can donate to the show if you want to. Check the link in our show notes. And go and listen to the other podcasts on the Gamigator Network. No Redeeming Qualities. One Big Toilet. The Worst of the Best Podcast. Cult 45, your new best friends, the weekend to take, random ramblings with Rob, and us, of course. You have anything else you want to say to the people? We love most of you. We don't care for the rest of you. Camagator Productions.